Hey, hey, spicy ladies. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Today's episode is going to be very practical and it's going to be very gentle, I think is the best way to put it. And I'm really going to just come forward and talk you through some different practical tips and practical takeaways. And again, you know, a lot of this is just birthed through conversations that I have with women and men in my life, Um, you know, thoughts that I have, experiences that I have had, and really just me assessing, you know, what is it that you need? What is it that would help you the most? What is it that I can really serve you with and give you value and have you walking away from this episode or turning it off or getting out of your car or getting done with the laundry or whatever, whenever my voice is in your in your ears, I really want you to walk away and feel empowered. I want you to feel seen and heard. First of all, I want you to feel compassion. I want you to feel grace. I want you to feel love. And I also want you to feel inspired and, and ready to, you know, take your next step toward healing and take your next next step in your journey and take a next step to, you know, really, um, when I think about it, just kind of shed skin, almost like a snake sheds its skin and just shed some old things and put on new ones and, and put on new, better habits or put on a new way of thinking, or even if it's just putting on one new healthy thought and getting rid of an old one, that's really what my intention is. And today is going to be a lot of the, the practical uh, in that, the practical part of the process and the name, and that's why the name of the episode is reverse engineering, because today it's going to be a lot of action steps. And if you have been listening for any period of time, you know, that I'm always, always, always talking about our thoughts and how our thoughts create our feelings. And then out of our feelings, we take action. Um, but there's also a, there's also power in taking the action first and um, almost, it's almost like creating this loop because you're kind of taking the action first, but the action still comes out of the thought of, I want to be this type of person. So I'm going to do this action. I want to be this kind of person. So I'm inspired. I'm going to take this action. And because I'm taking this action, I'm going to start becoming that type of person. And that's why I named the episode reverse engineering, because I really wanted to give you some practical steps into self-love and self-confidence and, and, and letting go of insecurities and letting go of negative thoughts about ourselves and negative self-talk. And I, I want to start this episode with this is that nobody ever arrives. We, we never arrive to a place where we don't have thoughts of, of negativity about ourselves, or we don't have thoughts of judgment about ourselves, or we don't have thoughts about guilt or shame or whatever about ourselves because we are human. So I, I want to start there. And the reason that I want to say that first is because I don't want to set you up for unrealistic expectations, but I do want to tell you that there is, and there can be a turning point in your journey where you have more positive thoughts about yourself, more um, necessary self-talk, more helpful self-talk, more uplifting self-talk, more kind self-talk and self-thoughts. And when I say self-talk, I mean like the thoughts that you have about yourself. And sometimes it is things that we say out loud. And I have actually found when you do say your thoughts about yourself out loud, you either one, find out how true they are and you feel even better or two, most of the time you hear how ridiculous you sound. For example, and this is me just getting real and raw. I 
have wanted to do this episode for a while, but it's kind of been put in the back burner of my mind and I had not taken the time to get it out onto paper. And as I was thinking about what I wanted to record this week and what did I wanted to talk about, my thoughts were feeding me. I don't have anything to talk about. I don't know what to talk about. I don't have anything to talk about there. I don't have any value to give, but those were all stuck in my head. So I never got them out to recognize how ridiculous that is or like how ridiculous it is to think, oh, I don't have any ideas left or I don't know what to talk about. I don't have any value to give. All of that when it is said out loud is so ridiculous. And if you are having those thoughts in your head, I just want to speak over you that that is ridiculous. You do have value to give. You have a constant flow of creativity. One of my favorite quotes that I love right now, it's actually the background on my phone is, my creativity is unlimited. There is always more creativity waiting inside of me, waiting to be uncovered. And so it's just thoughts like that of, I don't know, or I don't have anything to say. I don't have value to give. And it stems from a deeper thought of, I don't have value. And I think what happens a lot of times and what I've noticed a lot of times is when there are women in my life, and I will even say myself, and I'm in a state where I'm not loving myself very well, or there's not a lot of self-love flowing in and in me and then therefore out of me, it's because I have not taken the time to be with myself. And I don't want to get too far into that just yet. We will get there. But I did write down some practical ways for you to reverse engineer self-love to reverse engineer becoming a woman who loves herself and becoming somebody who is more confident than she is insecure. And again, do not hear me ever say that I don't have insecurities or that I have arrived or that I don't care what people think about me or that I am believe that I'm perfect or any of that. Do I believe that I'm absolutely incredible? Yes, I do. Because I was created by an absolutely incredible creator. Do I believe that I'm absolutely incredible? Absolutely. Like when I sit down again, when I sit down and spend time with myself and think to myself, yes, I know that I'm absolutely incredible. And it has everything to do with the fact that I was created by an absolutely incredible creator. And it also has everything to do with the fact that I know that I'm incredible because I spend time with myself. I spend time journaling and I look at how creative I am. I look at all these ideas that just flow through me and come out of me. And the same is true for you. Do you know how incredibly powerful and creative and smart and wise you are? The human body and the human brain is like a ridiculous supercomputer that was given to you to be used. So you entertaining the thought that you don't have creativity or you don't have value to give or you don't have good ideas or you are not valuable is ridiculous. And I don't mean that to condemn you. And I don't mean that to make you feel bad or to cause guilt or shame or anything like that. I just mean, if you ever get into a place in your life where you are feeling like you are not valuable or you don't have anything to give to the world, I want you to pause for just a second. One, speak those things out loud. And two, look around. You can look around and observe with your eyes the abundant universe that was created. And if you know that you were created by the same being that created this universe, then you are yourself are abundant and are valuable and are creative and are unique. And I want you to just speak those things over yourself. And I know a lot of times, you know, people make fun of positive affirmations, but the reason that affirmations are so powerful is because you are audibly speaking out loud things that are true about yourself. 
And if you can't say it out loud, a practical takeaway is to just sit down, look into the universe and write everything down that you see and that you notice about the universe. Everything. Don't give it a label, good or bad. It just is. It's abundant. It's beautiful. It's colorful. It's chaotic. It's in balance. It's peaceful. All of these things coexist. It's messy. It's creative. It's unique. It's different. It's mind-blowing. It's vast. But when it comes to reverse engineering, it's really, it really breaks down into two big areas. And the first big area that I want to talk about is taking care of yourself. And I talked about this a couple episodes back of the idea of a woman who loves herself takes care of herself because anything that we love, we take care of. And we see that in moms. We see that in moms and dads when they have a newborn baby and they have a child, healthy moms and dads, let's say, they choose to take care of it. And if you know me personally, you know that I have two dogs, one's named Layla and one's named Penny. And I am obsessed with these dogs. I love them. And because I love them, I take care of them. I feed them. I give them water. We take them out. We love on them. We play with them. We say crazy things. We have conversations with them. We pet them. We keep them clean. We get the medicine that they need because we love them. And so the same thing that I'm doing for external things that are outside of me that I love, I'm going to turn around and do those same things to myself. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to allow myself to play. I'm going to take myself out. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to be in the universe. I'm going to be in nature. I'm going to take it all in. I'm going to take care of myself because I love myself. So if you are finding yourself in a space where you don't feel like you love yourself and you're beating yourself over the pulp every single day internally and in your thoughts, and even in the way that you're treating yourself and treating your body, maybe it's time to start taking care. And when it comes to taking care of yourself, there's four areas that you have a balance in. And the first one is sleep. And it's so interesting because we don't really talk about sleep a lot. We talk about what to do and how to be and thought and healthy thoughts when we are awake, but we don't ever talk about the fact that you do indeed have to sleep. And it's not this idea of I'm going to sleep when I'm dead. I hate that phrase. I hate it. When I'm dead, one, I'll be in heaven, but two, if I don't have sleep, just practically, if I'm just being real with you, I'm just grumpy. I'm cranky. I'm fucking tired. And I don't want to walk through life. I don't know about you, but I don't want to walk through life grumpy and cranky and and tired. I want to walk through life energetic and happy and without bags under my eyes. If we're really getting down to the nitty gritty of it all, I want to look in the mirror and not see tired eyes. Because if I look in the mirror and I see that my eyes are tired, then automatically my brain is going to be like, oh, you're tired. Ooh, I'm tired. And then I'm just going to act like I'm tired. Whereas if I walk, if I look in the mirror or like right now I'm looking at my zoom screen and my face looks fresh and refreshed and bright and even, and whatever rested, then I'm like, Oh, I rested well because I rested while I have energy. So now I'm going to act as if I have energy and I, and because everything is mental. I've talked about this before. Everything is mental. And everything that I'm going to give you today is going to start playing into your mental game in a healthy way. We're reverse engineering it. You have to sleep. I do not know where I read it, but recently I read that most adults need at least six, at least six up to nine hours of sleep. And based on your body and how you operate, 
you, you fall between the six and nine. I have found that I operate my best when I have about seven and a half hours of sleep. That's really my sweet spot. I can run pretty well on seven. I'm very groggy with nine, but seven and a half is my sweet spot. And I have seen in my world, women and men believe that they can operate on less. And because they're operating on less, they caffeinate, they medicate, they are groggy throughout their day. They over caffeinate and fry their adrenals. They don't show up. They can't focus. They don't have natural energy. And because they don't feel good, they don't take care of themselves. Because that's another thing too, is when you wake up in the morning and you feel refreshed and you feel good, you want to continue feeling good. So you do the things that are going to help you continue to feel good, like drink water, have a good breakfast, have a reasonable amount of coffee, not crank yourself full of sugar. And not only feel good physically, but mentally, you want to journal, you want to spend time with yourself, you go outside and get fresh air. It all starts with your sleep. And I, again, I'm not going to spend too long here because I'm not a sleep expert by any means, but you have to sleep. You have to give your body a chance to, to shut down and physically lay down and sleep and shut everything off and create boundaries. When I go to bed, I don't, I don't look at my phone about 30 minutes before I go to sleep because scientifically and neurologically, when you are looking at your phone, your brain cannot tell the difference between the light that's emitting from your phone and the light from the sun. And so it cannot tell if it's night or day. And so because it can't tell your brain is believing that it's daytime and it's not time to go to bed yet. That's why experts recommend that you don't have a TV in your room, in the room that you sleep in. Or, or that you don't, or you don't look at your phone, you know, however many minutes before you go to bed. I think the recommendation is like an hour, give or take. I don't look at my phone about 30 minutes before I go to sleep because scientifically and neurologically, when you are looking at your phone, your brain cannot tell the difference between the light that's emitting from your phone and the light from the sun. And so it cannot tell if it's night or day. And so because it can't tell your brain is believing that it's daytime and it's not time to go to bed yet. That's why experts recommend that you don't have a TV in your room, in the room that you sleep in or, or that you don't have, or you don't look at your phone, you know, however many minutes before you go to bed. I think the recommendation is like an hour, give or take. But it's because the science behind it and then like neurologically, you can't tell the difference. Put a boundary on your phone, put your fucking phone down and let yourself go to sleep and turn everything off. Let the day be done and rest. The second thing that you need to have in balance is work. And I understand that, especially if you live in America, we live in a society where it's like work, 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 hustle, 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 hustle. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about grinding it out 24 seven and work, 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 work. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we are beings that we are beings who were created to work and not in a sense where we are, we were human beings that were created to work all day long, but we were created to work. And you see this in Genesis, in the Bible, you see Adam taking care of the land that was given to him. You see him tending to the garden. You read about him. I guess you don't see him. I mean, in your imagination, you do. And it's, 
it is one of those things in our life where we find a lot of value in our work and a lot of fulfillment. And I believe that that's wholly okay to find fulfillment in your work. And I hope that you do find fulfillment in your work. And I believe, and I know if you're not a believer, then you know, you, you believe in the universe or the creator or whatever it is that you believe in. But because we were created to work, when we do get our work accomplished, especially work that's fulfilling to us, that's why we have endorphins run through us and dopamine. And we feel accomplished and we feel good about ourselves because we were in fact created to work. We were created to do work that is fulfilling to us. I was listening to a podcast this weekend of one of my favorite podcasters. His name is Ed Milet. And he talked about the dreams that were given to us were not put there by, on, by accident. That the dreams that we have and the things that we're passionate about and the things that we want to do in our life, those were, they didn't come out of nowhere. They were placed there by God. And so when you tie that thought in of like your dreams and your passions and your, you know, your big God-sized dreams and the things that you think about that almost sounds silly when you say them out loud, were placed there by God, placed there by the universe, placed there by the creator, whatever it is that you believe in those were placed there. And because they were placed there, when we fulfill those and when we move the needle toward those, of course, we're going to feel good. Of course, we're going to feel fulfillment. Of course, we're going to feel joy. We're moving toward who we were created to be. Part of who we were created to be feeds into what we were created to do. In the big scheme of things, whatever it is that God put me on the earth to do, and I believe that I'm walking in that, have I discovered the whole picture? Absolutely not. I'm putting the pieces of the puzzle together. But as I put those pieces of the puzzle together, I feel fulfillment. It's just like when you're doing a puzzle on a table, when you get the border done, you feel achievement, you feel fulfilled. Yes, I did it. You feel successful because you're moving the needle toward completing the whole picture. Stephen Furtick, he's the pastor of Elevation Church. He did, a, he did a sermon on this about three or four weeks ago about how God shows us little pieces of our puzzle at a time, little parts, and he gives us pieces a little bit at a time. And we don't know what the whole picture is going to look like, but we do receive pieces. And a part of those pieces is our work. We were designed to work. And if you want a good book on this and you're a believer, there's a book by John Mark Comer. It's called Garden City. And it's all about how we were created to work. And I don't, I don't, again, we're not created to be working 24 seven. Our brains are, we're not created to be on 24 seven, to constantly be going. I say all the time, if Jesus took time to be in solitude and rest, then you'd better believe that I have to take time to be solitude, to be in solitude and rest. And so do you. If God himself had to take time to rest, so do you. And that brings me into my next piece of balance. When it comes to taking care of yourself, it's a perfect balance of sleep, work, and rest. The third piece is rest. And I mean taking time to just stop and be journaling being outside, grounding. One of the best things that you can do for yourself is called earthing. You can call it grounding, earthing, whatever it is. You go outside take your shoes off and walk barefoot in the grass. The magnetic fields actually recharge your body. It's kind of like when you charge your phone and you plug it in and it starts charging up your phone, the magnetic fields in our earth recharge our cells. There is science behind grounding. It's not some like woo-woo, frou-foo in the, in the clouds thing. 
there's practical down to earth for lack of a better term, but also it's super fitting science behind it. You put your bare feet into the earth and you are recharged. And again, it's not by accident. It's not by accident that the, that the ground that God gave us recharges us rest, take days off again. If God created the universe and then he took time to rest on the seventh day, what makes you believe that you can just keep going and going and going and going and going? One of my favorite things, and I especially have to speak this over myself when I'm not turning my brain off, is God can do more in six days than I can do in seven. Rest, get off of social media. I saw this thing the other day that it was like a, it's like a phone challenge of like putting your phone away for a whole day and not using it all day. I've done it before. It's absolutely incredible. Just like really in the weeds, practically taking a day and putting your phone down for the whole day is incredibly restful because your brain is not being pulled in 18 different directions. Don't get me wrong. I love modern day technology. I'm using it currently as I'm speaking into this microphone, but there are times and places where we have to put our technology down and just be a human and experience life, experience reality, physical, in-person, fresh air, face-to-face, sun in our eyes, feet into the ground, reality. Because that's how we were created. And again, I love modern day technology. It allows us to communicate with one another and be closer to another and create connection when we can't be together, especially in a time, you know, we are moving past it now, but in a time where we were in a pandemic and in a shutdown, modern technology literally saved lives, but we have moved past that. You still have to take the time to be a human that just exists in the world that simply just is and is restful. Go sit on your porch and listen to the birds sing. Go take your dog for a walk. Go to the park and walk around the trail. Or if you're like me, go to the park and bring a basketball, shoot some hoops. Go hang out with your nephews, go play. Honestly, legitimately, one of the best things that you can do is go, if you have nephew, nieces or nephews, or if you have little kids, go outside and play with them and just be. Go, go, if it's, if, if it starts raining one day, go stand in the rain and just feel the rain all over you. Do you know how therapeutic that is to just go dance in the rain, walk in the rain, run in the rain, just go be outside and be a human rest your body. Go get a massage, go shut off for an hour and a half and just rest and relax. And the last piece of balance is play. And again, you know, I, t- I touched on this when I talked about, you know, if you have kids, if you have nephews, if you have neighbors, whatever, go play with kids, go get outside, go play. And I don't mean play like playing on a playground. Yes, that, of course, if you have kids, but also go have a wine night with your friends, drive out to a vineyard, go play bingo. I don't know, go be, a, go just have fun, have a girl's night, go watch a movie, be silly with your husband, break out a board game. Whoop his ass in phase 10. Go play. Again, being face-to-face with your people. Whatever it is that you do for play. Those are things that I do. I mean, I don't always whoop his ass in phase 10, but I have before. Have family over. Invite your community in. 
and I'm going to go into this in this, in the second part of taking care. But one of the best things that you can do is surround yourself with a community that genuinely loves you. And if you're listening to this, you're like, well, Julia, I don't have a community yet, or my community is really toxic or whatever, whatever. There's an episode that where I talk about that it's called support system required. And I talk all about the types of people that you need in your life. So if you find yourself, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh man, I do not have a community. What am I going to do? I don't have that piece. People are vital. We were, again, we were created to be in relationship. And we were actually, let me just edit that just a touch. We were created to be in healthy relationship. And, and there's different types of relationships that we were created to be in, but I'm not going to go into that. If you have not listened to that and you are struggling with your community and you feel, and you want a healthy community, go listen to my episode support system required. Start building out the community that's going to actually help you move forward and help you become the type of person who loves herself. Because again, friend, again, when I say, you know, you're on your growth journey, you're on your healing journey, you're on your wellness journey, whatever it is that you want to call it, your self-discovery journey, whatever it is that you want to call it, the ultimate arrival is deep self-love and genuinely not being worried about what other people think of you because you're so secure in who you are and who you were created to be. So when we're talking about your growth journey, yes, we're talking about moving forward and, and hitting your goals and advancing in your career and being where you want to be and creating this dream life. And the biggest piece of that dream life is loving yourself fully, deeply loving yourself and who you are and all your quirks and all your isms. And a piece of that is play, is allowing yourself to have fun, going on vacation, turning your brain off laying by the pool, hanging out with your friends, whatever that looks like for you. I don't know what play looks like for you, going to play around the golf, whatever it is. But it has to be a part of that. So like I said, at the beginning of the episode, there are two big pieces to reverse engineering that I wanted to talk about. And as I recorded this episode, I realized that it, that all the goodness that I wanted to bring you and all the tips that I wanted to bring you could not fit into one episode. So on next week's episode, we'll get into the back half of what reverse engineering looks like a big piece of what it can look like for you. And really a big piece of healing and, and growing in your self journey and getting to this point, like I talked about with the ultimate arrival of deep self-love and deep self-acceptance. So I hope you love today's episode. I appreciate you tuning in and I cannot wait for you to hear part two. If you enjoyed part one, please me, do me a favor of leaving a review, leaving a comment and sharing it to your social media, sharing it with your friends and family. So I can reach more women like you who are on their growth journey and want to arrive at a space of deep self-love and deep acceptance. I'll catch you next week. Thank you.